Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are rallying this morning on the back of strong performance on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo is trading up nearly three-quarters of a percent. Seoul and Sydney are higher as well. What's driving the action? I put the question to Ryan Huang, who joins me now to break down what we're seeing with markets. Good Friday morning, Ryan Huang. TGIF, Michelle. And to you. Listen, in recent weeks, we've talked on this show about a global energy crisis, how fuel shortages have led to power cuts, work stoppages in China, higher electricity rates in the UK, spiking oil prices and more. Well, now the impact of these higher rates is being felt here in Singapore. Yesterday, we mentioned iSwitch Energy is going out of business. Today, at least two more electricity retailers are considering exiting the business or selling their operations. They are Ohm Energy and Best Electricity. Ryan, help us understand what it is about current market conditions and the business models of these providers that's forcing them out. Yeah, basically a business buys something from somewhere and sells it to someone else for a higher price. So that is basically the trouble here. They can't do that anymore because of um, the news headlines we've been seeing. Prices of various things have been going up, including energy costs. And that is also affecting these um, suppliers. And what they typically do is to hedge their positions in the futures markets to prevent any uh, volatility or uncertainty. And what's now the problem is they can't. They can't hedge their positions because there appears to be not enough liquidity in in those futures markets for them to do so. And if they can't do that, then they can't balance their books and they can't take on new uh, positions or new customers. So that's uh, pretty much the basic or simple way uh, to explain this. That's a great primer, Ryan. Consumer electricity providers are not the only ones facing difficult times. At least two companies serving commercial and industrial consumers are reportedly throwing in the towel as well. They are Silver Cloud Energy and Value Energy. Ryan, Singapore opened up the electricity market not quite two years ago, allowing a host of players to really come in and compete against Singapore Power. What do you think these current closures mean for that effort. Yeah, so it's not going to be likely good news for the uh, liberalisation efforts or vision for the market here. Uh, We had, of course, SP Group for a long time and then we opened the doors and had a flood of new players giving options and choices to everyone. Uh, But now with a few names now bowing out, the latest, of course, in the news was iSwitch. That brought it down now to around 11 uh, OEM retailers. And this is likely to shrink even more if we go by the latest reports. So for a long time, savings was a big incentive for them to switch. Uh, But now with the change in environment and the business landscape, it looks like those savings could be gone soon. And um, the reason for opening up those markets may not be there anymore in the first place, or at least the vision is being defeated if you don't have those cost-effective operations in the um, industry right now. All right, Singapore generates nearly all of its electricity from imported natural gas. So if you want an indication of how companies in this sector can cope, 
keep an eye on these prices. LNG rates have jumped over the past week, up about 16%. The cost of shipping liquefied natural gas is up as well. In other local news, the Monetary Authority of Singapore largely surprised markets yesterday by tightening credit policy. Now, we talked about this on the show yesterday. Out of some 15 economists surveyed, only one had been expecting MAS to take action. Ryan, markets have had a day now to assess the move. What's been the reaction? Yeah, congrats DBS for getting it right. So uh, they were one of the, well, the only one who got it right. So everyone was thinking the MAS might just do a wait and see, but they instead did a bit of a preemptive move in view of what's happening elsewhere around the world, where we've got cost pressures going up, we've got the Fed also tapering. They think uh, that the, uh, at least the MAS thinks that is the right way to buffer uh, Singapore businesses, businesses from all these um, factors. So in reaction to the move by the MAS, we saw the Sing dollar strengthen. Uh, to 1.3477 initially before pulling back slightly to about around 1.35 but I think this is where it's going to be lingering uh, for quite some time it's now at around 1.348 if you go by what projections are putting for the Sing dollar uh, with the Fed expected to hike rates in years to come the forecasters are looking at the Sing dollar to trade around 1.35 to 1.37 in the coming months um, before the end of next year, where it could appreciate to around 1.32, 1.33 versus the US dollar. Let's turn now to US markets and corporate earnings season. US stocks enjoyed their strongest rally overnight since March. Four of the largest US banks are reporting double-digit profit growth for the third quarter of the year. Ryan, help us with interest rates so low. What is really powering banks' earnings? Yeah, so it is the... The usual reasons we've been seeing, and that is the pickup in the recovery of the economy in many places. And this has given enough confidence for these banks to release some of those loan loss provisions. So that's one big factor uh, that has been helping these banks. So all four banks, consumer banks in the US, uh, have been posting a strong quarter and the uh, this uh, week's report cut out. And... That has seen them report a combined profit of $28.7 billion, beating estimates. And all in, they released around $6 billion of funds they had initially put aside for pandemic loan losses. So that didn't materialize. So that's good news. And it looks like um, with rates going up soon enough, uh, that could be another driver for them. The Bank of America and Wells Fargo both posting jumps of nearly 60% in net income and profits. The Bank of America uh, making up for those low interest rates by lending significantly more than it did earlier in the pandemic. Morgan Stanley, meanwhile, crush estimates. It's taken a different approach from the BOA. So what's driving its profits, Ryan? Yeah, for Morgan Stanley specifically, what stood out was its investment banking arm. So that, uh, if you look at the overall results, they posted a $3.6 billion profit. That was up nearly 38% from the year ago quarter. And this was partly due to a big pickup in mergers and IPOs um, advisory. And that division uh, did very well with revenues of one point. $27 billion. So that was the story. Uh, and of course, if you look at what's been in the news, you've got spec mergers uh, still pretty much in, 
in the, in the flavor of the year, uh, mm. that is expected to continue adding to Morgan Stanley's growth. Morgan Stanley's investment bankers are chalking up their best quarter ever, grossing nearly $3 billion. Morgan Stanley shares rose 2.6% overnight. Mm. The strong bank results help fuel a strong rally on Wall Street overnight. The Nasdaq, S&P 500, they both close up more than 1.7%. The Dow, not far behind. Small caps, they put in a strong performance as well. So Ryan, aside from earnings, what else is powering this rally? Yeah, you do have a couple of factors going on. And one could be how you've got some positive data coming through on the jobs front. And that is with the initial jobless claims dipping below 300,000 for the first time since the pandemic began. So the latest reading is that 293,000, um, first time below 300,000 and 36,000 less than the previous week. So getting closer to where it was before the pandemic began and that was around March 14, 2020 where we had followings of around 256,000. So inching closer to that mm. and also tech stocks did well overnight with the drop in bond yields uh, down by around three basis points to 1.51%. So it was a strong rally across the board for Wall Street. Over the past year and a half, easy monetary policy, low interest rates and bond purchases by the Fed have supported bullish sentiment. The main concern by many has been what will happen when the Fed turns off the taps. Now, though I've heard some analysts say they're actually more concerned about inflation than tightening credit and that the markets may even welcome Fed action to rein in inflation. What do you think? Yeah, that could be something to watch out for if you go by a a survey done by Global Atlantic Financial Group and they are showing people are getting concerned about rising inflation negatively affecting their retirement savings. So this comes through from 7 out of 10 people, investors being um, surveyed. And on top of that, 46% of them believe that rising inflation and low interest rates will make it more difficult to have steady income in retirement. And just to uh, put things in context, a survey was done in the US. And if you look at some of the worries they are going to be quite concerned around uh, low interest rates affecting their retirement income. Um, So that seems to be top of the list when it comes to uh, their list of concerns right now. Time now for this Friday's edition of Up or Down. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. All right, let's start with GitLab. All right, GitLab is going to be an up for me. So its shares jumped 35% on its day one debut. And this is on top of it, um, trading well above its expected range in its IPO. Indeed, up for me as well for GitLab. This IPO really soared overnight. GitLab shares rising 35% above their issue price. GitLab is a web-based DevOps lifecycle tool. All right, let's look next at J&J. Johnson & Johnson. Okay, so this would be an up for me. So Mm -hmm. it's a bit of an accounting move or news here uh, where they have put into bankruptcy uh, tens of thousands of legal claims into an entity. So the backdrop, of course, is how they've been um, in legal disputes with some of their telecom-based products that apparently have caused cancer. So they have put in all those claims into a new subsidiary, 
and then declared that subsidiary bankrupt. So it's a bit of an accounting move to protect the wider company from further liabilities. Interesting. I'm going to go with Down. I think the latest data is raising questions about Johnson & Johnson booster shots. People who received a J&J vaccine might be better off receiving a booster from Moderna or Pfizer, according to the data that is still shaping up. Next, let's look at Moderna. Okay, I would go with up. And that's because a panel of expert advisors to the US FDA unanimously voted to recommend booster shots of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccines for Americans aged 65 and above and those at high risk of severe illness. So a shot in the arm for Moderna. Indeed, I'm going to go up with uh, for Moderna as well. It's been a bit of a rough run for Moderna recently, but US regulators have now backed those booster shots for older and high-risk people. All right, let's, uh, let's take a look at our final contestant today, and that's Aztec Global. This would be an up for me. So Aztec Global is a tech product manufacturer and its nine-month net profit rose over 55% to $47.4 million. So it's seeing strong demand for Internet of Things and data communication products. So that's the big thing these days. All right. Before we check in on markets, are you going to be facing electricity bills with the exit of iSwitch? I will have to. Players? Um, look at my options right now. It looks like across the board, everyone is raising prices, or at least many of them. So I have to mm. kind of look at what is next best option for renewing my contract. Yeah, I'm with Ohm, the player that, you know, the Business Times yesterday said possibly could be exiting the market. Mm. So it looks like if this does happen for consumers, it means less choices and the prospect of higher prices. All right, let's turn to Singapore right now. We are 18 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times index rose a quarter percent to 31.64 overnight. How is the SDI trading this morning? That's right. So yesterday, Asian markets were in the green. And pretty much, if you look across the region, that is extending yesterday's gain. So same story. And right now, STI also extending gains up 0.3% at 3,175. And a quick check-in on the constituents. You've got more green than red. Right now, only six in the red. And looking at the top of the list, we have Capital Corp up 2%, followed by Genting Singapore up 1.3%, and Jardine Cycle and Carriage up nearly 1%. All three banks are in the green. Uh, at the bottom, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, Ascenders Reed. But what's really making the headlines today is a mer- mega merger in the REIT space. And this is between ESR REIT and ARA Logos Logistics Trust. They have proposed a $1.4 billion merger where ESR REIT will be buying all of ARA Logos units in exchange for a combination of cash and new units. So the combined entity will make it one of the top 10 S-Streets in terms of free float market cap. So that'll be one to track uh, when they uh, lift their trading halt in time to come. Asian stocks look set to rally after a robust corporate earnings uh, season that we're seeing so far from Wall Street. LinkedIn is leaving China. We're going to find out more about those stories in just a while. Stay right with me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.